Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jules Gill, why do I sound like a dying man? Why do I sound like the Callisto Protocol's gummers? Oh, well, the thing is, mate, thank you, by the way, for uh, dropping a video game reference to a game I've not played and half of the other people in this world haven't played as well at the point of recording. I mean, you, you are so in there already that you're getting the references down early. Oh, I'm um, sitting waiting for the postman. I can't wait for him to arrive. You are basically the same paradox as the new Marvel game Midnight Suns because mm-hmm. you oh, are both because you are both a hot piece of stuff, but also you have a cold. <laughs> so there we go. Very good. I think the yeah, Midnight Suns, Need for Speed Unbound, and Callisto Protocol all just randomly out on the same day. They couldn't have staggered them a little bit or something. I mean, it's almost like Christmas is around the corner and they want to get some money. I suppose, but it's like a week <laughs> after Black Friday. I was I would have just spaced these out or have one last month or something. But yeah, yeah they, they know what they've done. It's payday yesterday and now it's just go, go, spend all that money mm. now, get them now. Even you said even me, yeah. you said before we began this podcast, oh, which one of the three do I buy? And then I believe <laughs> the words were F it, I've just got paid all of them. I know. I was because I was looking at the prices last night as it broke at midnight because I've ordered Callisto Protocol physically that's why I'm waiting for the little postman to arrive and then I was like the I little get... postman the little wow postman. wow how belittling to their job no I'm just joking little... <laughs> I think making anything little makes it more adorable so if the yeah, little postman true. comes with my little game then it'll be great oh is it like tiny Peter Austin is he going to come and deliver the game for you oh, <laughs> he's holding it with both hands yeah, yeah. Go, putting it in the letterbox um, but yeah I, um, I should say that I'm very ill right now which is why we're we're always recording oh they can anyway. tell oh, they, they can, can tell. tell dude but I, I've got some more energy today I just still sound like like, like I'm underwater, so I, I sound like I've got a chorus effect on me. But, Do you know um, what it is? I yeah. think it's the plague of Sonic Frontiers has finally <laughs> caught up with you. You tried to deny it for so long, and when you finally accepted that it was absolute dreck, you ate down that hey, big that sludgy game, take, and I then you were just a- like... I got the platinum. Don't you worry about it. That oh, was one of the... did, that's the sickness. There know, it is. Well, that's that's it. The thing. On, on Tuesday, one of my first days off, I've been off for the last three days. And on Tuesday, yeah. I was like, I'm just going to sit and do, because there's one, well, there's a bunch of trophies in that game that are just grinding stuff out. Yeah. And there's one animation, because they didn't program the ability for you to cash in all of these uh, tokens all at once. So you have to interact oh, with it. Oh, no. You have to interact with really? the Really? And do three lines of text to get one upgrade. You have to do that oh nothing God. less than 140 times. Or I had to anyway, because I, I had to do it 100 for one star and then another 40 odd for the other one. So I just okay. sat there half ill, just pushing X over. And I'm over just, again. I'm not gonna lie, mate. I'm taking that exact experience and I'm gonna write that into a list next week. <laughs> at, at the exact moments that video games wasted your time because oh. that is that is on there. That is number one, and I'll get you in. I'll will you in yes. just so you can tell this really? story. <laughs> Because <laughs> well, you'll, you'll have gotten worse by then, surely. Sure, yeah, I'll just be I'll be like that guy at the end of uh, House of the Dragon where I'm just barely alive, my oh, face God. is falling off. By the way, there. Scott, yeah. by the way, um, it is a classic uh, near two and a half minute <laughs> intro and we haven't even explained
explain what the podcast is. No, I should say this is the entitled part of the podcast, the UBP, the UBP, the UBP. The UBP. I did want to do a massive thank, a massive thank you and a shout out to everybody who tagged us in their um, Spotify rap stuff this year. Oh, that I mean, was so most, sweet. Yeah, most listened to podcast, which is incredible. Um, like some people's number one and a lot of people's top mm-hmm. fives. That was genuinely so lush and just such a massive thank you to everybody. Because um, obviously the entire feed is in there, so that's the main podcast of this and the wind up. I will say that yes. we probably need to give a lot of thanks to you, Scott, because of all Aww. three of the things you've just listed, you are the host. You have taken the podcast of the What Culture Gaming channel and you have made it uh, successful, which Aww. is really, really good. Thank Cheers, you for man. including me with this. All the boys as well wish you yes. the best uh, with this and a speedy recovery. Yes. Uh, and that's the end of the podcast. Uh, Scott's about to die now, so see you later. <laughs> um, to be fair. Finish. To be fair, though, this podcast right here, the beginning of the new age now that we've got the 2022 wrapped stuff done, mm-hmm. is slightly different because not only do you have questions uh, that the mm. audience has submitted, but I have questions too because I put out a very silly video on my Instagram feed <laughs> and was asking people to send in their questions. So I will be asking Scott questions as well yes. that he does not know. This is crazy. No, you don't know which ones I've got. We thought we I don't. <laughs> experimenting with some stuff because old Elon continues to tank Twitter so we thought we'd see what was going on I mean I think most people yeah. are staying on Twitter I think that'll be the we'll, we'll see but right now mm-hmm. people seem to be staying on Twitter but we thought why not experiment with something else so I've rounded yeah. up all the stuff on Twitter you rounded up all the stuff on Instagram and we'll just trade them back and forward for a yep, bit yep 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 um, My, um, uh, the yeah. thing is I'm staying on Twitter but only because I want to become the physical manifestation of the you know the guy who you always meet in Dark Souls who just laughs at being defeated <laughs> all the time the hapless guy that you meet in every bonfire the first right. one that's going to be me that's that's, that's, the, every that's the position i'm taking uh, in uh, my twitter war as yeah, it were just having a random sentence then laughing off into the distance as <laughs> life is bleak <laughs> you had opinions, did you? but um yeah you also asked people what their first gaming device was which i wanted to twin i, I wanted to combine that with everyone saying that we were their most listened to podcast because i love that our audience lines up with us like it's a mm-hmm. lot of people saying their first device first gaming device was a playstation one a commodore a spectrum an nes a game boy and some mega drives in there as well amazing um, what, what were yours my very first one was a master system way back well, i mean I, so if we go for a very first video game device it would probably mm. be one of those tiger handheld gaming oh, air no. quote consoles that, that they, they weren't real sort of thing but i oh, think it's like my... one of those weird like, led things where it's like yeah. one button and then you move a little dune around yeah i think that my first thing that i ever had was probably a game boy i think mm. that was um because my dad had that and it was crazy i remember seeing him play tetris and was just absolutely blown away with it <laughs> but i think the first gaming console that we had in the house would have been a snes i missed out on mm. the nayers generation the so we got we got the uh snes because i i think I've just got like really powerful memories of Super Ghouls and Ghosts as being oh one of my, my favourite things I played. I sucked at that game. Absolutely sucked at it. I think I had that on. Was that was there a version of that on Mega Drive? Because I I think there my, was, but it was called friends. like Ghosts and Goblins or something. Like they had like yes. weird things, didn't they? Like they just changed yeah, the like, name that slightly. Was just stupidly hard. Like, I remember like my uh, my friend had that. I had a Mega Drive and was playing Sonic, and I was blown away by Sonic. And then I went to buy a Mega Drive, and all they had was a Master System. And young mm. me didn't know the difference, so I came home with a Master System. Um, so it's kind of Mega Drive, but the one that I owned was a Master System. Yeah, um, got yeah. But still. I'd love people to get in touch if their first device was something newer than that. Like if their first device was like a PS3 or something. That would be kind of crazy. The mad thing is, is that there's going to be kids out there now <laughs> whose first gaming experience is either going to be a super high-end PC or mm. it's going to be like a PlayStation 5 or whatever. And they're going to be going like, 
what is the trash that the people above me used to play? Like, but imagine like, what, getting your first console as a PS5. Like your your first game is like Astro Boy or something. But what is really really dangerous though is that it's they will come in with the normalization of all of the bad practices of the industry. Mm. So it's like microtransactions, season passes, battle passes, all of cool. the stuff that we say are negative. We are becoming the sort of old man yelling at the cloud thing because <laughs> it's not changing and it's become so embedded in what gaming is. The mm. kids will just be like, no, this is normal. It's not normal to unlock stuff it's not normal to have these extra features that i don't pay for no we should we should absolutely do a, an anti-tech podcast called old man yells at cloud <laughs> where you just get get sick of cloud servers um <laughs> i like that i really like that actually. i know that would totally work um but yeah so we'll get through as many questions as we can first one from jack jengle who says sure. what game of all time have you yet to play or came too late i'm just getting to a commie on the switch with super metroid and any other zelda other than link to the past being notable admissions mm-hmm. as the snes was my first console um, yeah, what what stands out for you? What's your most obvious thing you've not played? Dude, I'm I'm gonna cop out on this one here and just say all of them. Every yeah. single one, like I miss every single joint like gaming milestone apart mm. from maybe like Halo Infinite coming back around or like <laughs> I was there for Gears of War and stuff like that and maybe you the, like all the old things like I, Ocarina I, of Time and everything I know that's the thing nah that's the thing I didn't what? play Ocarina of Time when it came out oh, I right. waited ages and I played it on the uh, Nintendo 3DS that was my first mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. with it and, oh, same I, for me. Yeah. and the thing is it's what started this whole trend of me going I'm not going to get the game when it comes out I'm going to wait for the inevitable game of the year edition super deluxe package that has all of the DLC at half the price. Mm. I remember when I picked up Red Dead Redemption and it had the Undead Nightmare pack included in it as well. That was like one of the smartest decisions I ever made in my life. That was £15 at CEX and I had a whale of a time. Mm -hmm. My enjoyment level to pounds spent was so sky high. And the best part is, Scott, I've seen people on Twitter saying that they're adopting my philosophy now. I've seen that they're only downloading like five games on their library to be able to access them at a time. I've seen them wait for the game of the year. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, the penny pinchers are coming back. Whereas there's me going like, I could buy Need for Speed and Callisto Protocol and Midnight (laughs) Suns and just look at all three of them and barely get there. you allow me, you fund our, um, our <laughs> lackadaisical nature because an, what I'm happens is, is you're, you're the first party on the ground floor who comes in, you get all the bugs out of the way for us and we, <laughs> we basically then stroll in pretending like we own the place after. Oh my God, right. Speaking of bugs, it was like, I saw yesterday that uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's getting pushed. Oh, what a trash fire. What a, I don't know. Well, that game, I mean, I've had many things to say about that game. I think it's a great game. There's things on paper. The ideas mm-hmm. are great. It's just performance mm-hmm. is absolutely unacceptable, but I saw that they were doing a patch for it and I got legitimately excited for a patch and then I took a minute and I was like what absolute state of gaming is it where I'm excited for a frame rate patch but I'm just excited for them to deliver the thing that I thought they delivered the week before but yeah, it's just yeah. the state of it where you just have to wait I hope they fix it guys I hope they make it worth the money I've already paid it's like, a shame isn't it it's, it's a real so shame dumb. And then you've got people like on the other side, like uh, Dark Tide had one mm. of the most uh, successful beta launches ever. Mm. It did have some teething problems when it released its first beta like a month ago. Had an elongated beta. They put out a day one patch yesterday and it's running so much better as a That's result. Good. But they allowed people to just go, yeah, we're fixing it right now. We're mm. not, and we're a small studio. We have to turn this around because otherwise it's the reputation of our entire studio that could collapse. Well, it's like you all see like fan mods change stuff straight away as well. Like even Sonic, like obviously that oh. game has terrible uh, pop-in. It was fixed yeah. to me immediately on Twitter. Like the, um, uh, do you remember Dark Souls when that came out and somebody came up with a Blight Town fix mm. or some sort of like frame rate fix within yeah. three hours of the game <laughs> launching on PC? Like that's crazy that they yeah. can just do that. But it's just one of those things, I mean, I, I think it's just because of the sheer reality of like the devs just didn't have enough time to polish it. They obviously, yeah. that's always the thing whenever I've watched interviews with developers, they're always fully aware of the issues because they're the ones screaming at the management oh, before yeah. it goes live. Yeah. 
Just I saying, mean, like, just give us an extra few weeks or something. When you spoke to um, Tommy Miller, who's an mm. ex-Ubisoft developer, he was saying, like, of course we want the game... Excuse me. <clears throat> of course we want the game to be good. Yeah. Why would we want to release a bad game? Yeah. There's extenuating circumstances <coughs> that you that we, the consumer, are not aware of that means that the game's release in this uh, finished stage. There is no such thing as a lazy game developer, no. I would argue. No, not at all. And I think it's, it's, that's always the thing that I get is so annoying from the inside is that if you can notice a bug, they noticed it months beforehand oh, yeah. and yeah, they've yeah, been yeah. wanting to fix it for so long. Um, but they have, like, dates to hit and whatever else. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, like, best games or, like, you know, biggest games of all time that I haven't got to, mine's mm-hmm. definitely Half-Life 2. Um, because have you never played it? I have, and I just never okay. finished it. I've always, I've started it over and over and over again. I think it was such a good point in time, and I love the physics in it. And I always like play a good few hours of it, and I get through all the sewer levels and all that kind of stuff. I drive the buggy and everything, but I never finish it. It just doesn't keep me. And for mm. me, it's like the level design is so kind of like tech demo-y, like in terms of just showing off the physics, which is great at the time, 2004 or whatever it was. It was revolutionary. I remember how much of a big deal it was. Um, but that and Crisis were both like games that were just like, look at these physics. And I was like, yes. this is incredible. Incredible, but yeah. the actual layout of the levels, the actual thing I'm doing isn't really that fun. It's and still me, stuck in that time period, isn't it? Yeah, and like for me with Half-Life, um, I was coming onto it after uh, Halo. So it was just like I'd played the Halo campaign and everyone was freaking out about Half-Life. And for me, uh, back then, it didn't even compare. And I've gone back to Half-Life over the years, but it's just, it just never keeps me. I always think yeah, the physics okay. are cool. And I do love Havoc physics, but like, yeah, I've never actually finished Half-Life 2. So that's always my one. Fair enough, man. It's fair enough. I mean, mm. there's like a fair few other classic games that I've never gotten around to mm. um, or I spent ages. I mean, God of War was the most mm. recent one because I remember all of you guys telling me about how <laughs> phenomenal it was. And I just sat there just going like, I will wait, I will bide my time. And then mm. as soon as it came out, it was like half price in a sale or something like that. And mm. Again, might have been at CEX that I picked it up and boom, had the best time of my life with it. And I I'm so glad that I waited cool. because sometimes I find that you can end up in this like a conversation maelstrom where Mm. you're like you're talking everyone's talking they've got their opinions on what the endings or the themes of this game are and you sit there in the middle and you're just like i feel like i'm lost in the greater conversation Mm. and sometimes it's nicer to just step back and just experience it yourself first rather than just get whipped into a frenzy Mm -hmm. and that's the thing like because i've been off um, the last few days i've been playing inscription and um, i've just finished it Right, okay, sweet. Yeah. So, like, that game, I remember that dropped, like, earlier this year on consoles. It's been out since last year on PC, but I finally got around to that on mm-hmm. um, Wednesday morning. I played about 15 hours in, in like, two days. How good like, is that game? Oh, dude, like, that thing is insane. I remember yeah. thinking, like, because there's a whole, like, distinction for roguelikes, where it's, like, roguelikes that make you fight the bosses over and over again, and roguelikes, roguelikes that bank the bosses. And mm-hmm. the inscription is one where you are fighting the bosses over and over again, um, which got annoying for me in the first act. But once you break through that act, and it, like, plays its hand, and you realize what's really going on and everything yeah. else... That game is unbelievable. Like, I love yeah. games that have mystery to them. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's so hard to get actual genuine mystery in a game, like today in 2022, because people can just Google stuff or, yeah. you know, they hear about it ahead of time. But that game, like, if you don't know anything about it, it's like a it's a card battle, a puzzle game with a little bit mm-hmm. of deck building um, set around a roguelike. But it's basically like you're in a cabin with a mysterious figure and you are just trying to beat him. And, you know, like, that's pretty much all you should know. But it and evolves, goes doesn't there. it? Yeah, there's yeah, way it more goes, going on. To, to, to borrow your own terminology, it goes places. <laughs> Which is so interesting like, as well, because um, I got a question on Instagram mm. uh, from uh, Suggy Roo, who said, yes. I know you guys like uh, Magic the Gathering. Have you played any digital card games? Which is obviously mm. what we're talking about now with Inscription. Mm-hmm. Currently in love with Marvel's Snap. And oh, I haven't sure. played Marvel's Snap, but in terms of like other card-based games, because Inscription has got to be up there in terms mm. of one of my favourite ones. However, mm-hmm. Marvel's Midnight Suns, card-based game, it is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I'm going to do a mini review for you here, Scott. Okay. 
I fully recommend. I fully recommend this game. I fully recommend it. Um, It is. It's not XCOM, and Mm. I think that people need to get that out of their craw. Um, It is challenging and tactical, like XCOM. Mm -hmm. Um, The deck building mechanic is phenomenally deep and the okay. ability to create your own cards imbue them with special powers make sure that you stack the deck in your favor the fact that injuries to your characters means that you'll draw draw dead cards as in like you are injured and you can't use this card you have to redraw it and waste right, a turn okay. effectively <laughs> it's phenomenally deep i love this game the worst aspect of the game the fact that it's been James gunned to death in the sense that everyone's quip happy, everyone's oh. the funny one, everyone's got to have these sort of like gimmicky, pseudo cringeworthy talking mm. uh, bracelet style uh, forespoken oh, no. dialogue. But it's not bad not enough to detract from the entirety of the game's plot. I really enjoy it. Gameplay's stupendously good. Mm. I just kind of wish that the relationship mechanics and all of the exploration stuff was maybe boiled down. I would have actually preferred it to be menu-based in some areas with you just expanding the base like you do in XCOM. Mm -hmm. I didn't need freedom and running around uh, grounds just basically going from checkpoint to checkpoint with nothing in between. That's like fast becoming the biggest negative about it. Yeah, it just just is like, what's the point of having an open world space Mm. if there is... If it's just all, you're, all you're doing is going from point A to point B with nothing in between those things. It's like, cool, yeah, you've just got a, a nice background. Yeah, I saw a thing where it was like, you can go fishing with like Wolverine or something, or you can go fishing with someone. It's, it's like yeah, it, it creates friendship a, minigames. So the friendship minigames, I actually, I see a lot of hate for them, but you have to understand, you're playing as a character who's been awoken, this is in the opening 10 seconds, so you're not spoiling yeah, anything here. You you awake as a character who has been resurrected, uh, called the Hunter, mm-hmm. and you have been asleep for, like, thousands of years. So, when you come back in, you don't know the Avengers, you don't know all okay. of these superheroes, you are actually getting to know them, and you're stuck in this place with them. You kind of have to get along because if you're not, you're going to kill them or mm-hmm. they're going to kill you or betray you. So it does make sense from a perspective of... That's kind of cool. Like thematics, it makes sense. Like if you and I were trapped in a spooky, ethereal um, mansion, mm-hmm. we'd make the best of it. We wouldn't just stand, you go <laughs> onto the, the library in the West Wing and I'll mm. stay here. You mm. would actually try to make the best of it. And True. your choices of those activities, they can result in some very, very silly and funny stuff. Like mm. taking Wolverine fishing, for example, it's not in character, <laughs> but who's to say that Wolverine likes that activity? Because half the time, if you take them on activities like that and they don't agree with it, they go, mm. yeah, that was rubbish. Why did we do oh, that? Really? That was okay. a waste of my time. That's such a because I like the idea of almost like persona in like the Marvel it kind cast, of does have that. Like, it does have that. You've got like an academy, you're all hanging yeah. out, and I like yeah. the idea of that. And um, Pokemon kind of has that too, where you're in an academy, you're doing different lessons, a bit like yeah. Bully, you're sort of choosing to take lessons yeah. and learn stuff that way. But um, yeah, Marvel Snap I downloaded because everyone was talking about it, and it's very Hearthstone, which is cool. Um, yep. But it was just wasn't like, it made uh, by the Hearthstone team? God, maybe I'm not sure. I just I just okay. grabbed it. It was like a freebie on uh, on Android, so I just got it. Uh, okay. um, I played like a few rounds of it. I'm kind of too checked out of Marvel stuff to to sort of overlook how much I'm just burnt out on superheroes. Um, but with Midnight Suns, I like the look of the combat where it's like you can sort of yeah. chain stuff together and it's like oh, use dude. parts of the environment and stuff. Like that's that's getting me wants me to, that makes me want to play it. Again, I won't say who it is because it will potentially be spoilers for character cast members there, but I had one moment where there was an explosion that was going to go off at the end of my turn Mm. and all of my heroes were in the centre and Mm. I had no way of getting them out of that centre all in one piece. Mm. So I had to become really creative and use the environment to position them around. So, for example, there's like a box in front of one of them. 
So I told them to run and jump off the box so it moved them out of the area. Then I pushed another person, forcefully knocked back my bloke out of the circle, but put them into the danger zone. (laughs) And it was basically just like manoeuvring around it at the end when the explosion Mm. went off. My three heroes had been replaced Mm. with uh, four enemies and I was, they all died. And I was like, that felt so satisfying to pull off. Because I like the idea of like, they've got a rid of like, obviously there's no cover, there's no percentage chance to Mm -hmm. hit, like superheroes Mm -hmm. always always hit. hit. And there's no, yeah, there's no cover anymore, which is really cool on fire access as part because you've had so many XCOM games for so long and I like mm-hmm. the idea of them just uprooting it and designing a whole new attempt to turn-based combat um, in terms of other card stuff uh, I yeah. would flag um, it's called King of Cards it's one of the Shovel Knight expansions oh yeah. It's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah phenomenally well done like you play as King Knight for that whole game's campaign but you can talk to characters and challenge them to card games kind of like Final Fantasy VIII's Triple Triad which is another one um, but a great great game that, that. Yeah, I always think of the uh, King of Cards uh, separate thing because they, they really flashed that out. Like it was a whole um, like Kickstarter goal or Patreon goal mm-hmm. or whatever and they really flashed that out as like its own mode. Um, it's really, really cool. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know which uh, card game needs to be banned, though? Mm. Bloody Caravan from Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> like I've, I've met a few people that just go, oh, I totally understand the rules to Caravan. I'm like, do you really, mm. though? Because much like the... Uh, oh, well, there's a good joke coming up here. Much like the jazz song Caravan that is good. featured in the film Whiplash, yeah. it's not quite my tempo. Very good. Very well done. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were going to make some sort of Pantera reference, because I believe that they... I don't know, actually. They might have done that. Probably would have been an easier joke. I just saw that they're touring with Metallica next year, so Pantera is on the brain. But uh, 
Back Still. to you for questions, mate. Where are we going? Yes, next question from Anthony, who says, do we like anime? If so, what is our top five? If not, why not? Um, their <laughs> favorites are Dragon Ball Z, GT and Super, Naruto, Death Note, My Hero Academia, and Demon Slayer. Uh, keep, up the, keep up the good work. We are brilliant. Thank you very much. You are all brilliant too. Um, top five, I don't know if I've got five anime. I do love anime, but I'm very specific. You're a big one. fan of uh, Dragon Ball, aren't you? Dude. Dragon Ball. Um, watched most of Super this year. I mean, I watched mm-hmm. lo- I watched like most of the old, most of Dragon Ball Z um, across this year, uh, just across the summer, and then bought the Super box set. So I'm working my way through nice. that. Nice. Played way more of Fighter Z, down like all the downloadable <laughs> characters for it. Um, Demon Slayer was unbelievably good. That thing got me in massively. Um, I absolutely love it. Just finished season two this year, and I would shout out uh, One Punch Man. Um, I oh yeah, season One two Punch Man's great. But, um, I love season one of, of of One Punch. I can't think of any other. I mean, Castlevania count. I guess it does. Yeah, I mean, it is an animation. Yeah, like, yeah. it's in that style. I, yeah, I would say Castlevania. Netflix is Castlevania. Um, yeah. and I will think of a fifth. What about the I Cyberpunk um, one that just got Oh my god, Edge Runners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Cyberpunk's a great shout. My adult mind couldn't think of that in this state. Um, <laughs> That's okay, mate. But yeah, those are, those would be my top five. Maybe in that order. I do think Demon Slayer is maybe my favourite, though. I, I yeah. really want to dress as Tanjiro for uh, Halloween. I want to get like, nice. a full costume with big spiky hair and everything. It's, nice. uh, it's really cool. See, I, I too could dress as one punch man. I wouldn't have to do much Ooh. apart from just shave my beard <laughs> and uh, get ripped, um, like, which okay. uh, potentially could happen. Um, one happen. punch man is hilarious fun. However, I've actually found the artists, the manga artists did another series called Mob Psycho 100. And that, that is hilarious. It is so good. Okay. The whole concept is that there's this child called mob who's got this incredible psychic powers but he's he's sworn never to use them against humans and he's completely emotionless as a result because he's locked everything down so he's kind of got that one punch man Saitama sort of like uh, I'm I'm super powerful but nothing can actually phase me right and basically the entire show is people messing with him to try and get him to use the powers and when they do they're like I wish I'd never done this I wish I'd never done this I like that he writes sort of inverted characters like they could just level the world but they just Orange Cassidy at AEW style it's just sort of like I could do this but I'm not too bad because have you seen um, Chainsaw Man yet? I keep oh, dude, I was that. just about to say that right, has just right. instantly become one of my favourite animes ever Ooh. because I have, I'm up to date and we have just had an episode that, well, I cannot spoil it in the slightest, but there are, um, your central cast is just completely like, not your central cast anymore? And it's okay. like, okay. I'm, ve- I'm being left on a cliffhanger and I haven't watched the the episode that went up last night and I am itching Ooh. to watch it man really, I need to get yeah. caught up because I keep I keep seeing posters for it and I just love the art style for it it looks really cool but I was going to say like with One Punch Man that's the only uh, anime that I watch dubbed because I actually really like the western cast yeah um, yep. whereas everything else I'll stick Japanese uh, I guess actually Dragon Ball that will be English cast as well yeah but, um, but yeah Chainsaw Man seems really really cool if it's you have any- very um, one piece I really like uh, as well. I'm still I'm episode 103 now, mm-hmm. and it's like a thousand episodes long, so mm-hmm. it's a long haul, but I'm trying my best to get there. Mm-hmm. My Hero Academia as well, uh, just caught up in the new season, absolutely in love with it. It's, I still need to watch that. It's just one of those uh, beautiful animes where you just go, cool, these are the expected tropes. Let's right. invert some of them, or all of them. And you have characters that come in and you think that they're going to be a big deal and mm. then they're killed. Or you have people that you don't think are going to be a big deal and they turn out to be amazing, <laughs> revolutionary to the plot. It's just, there's there's some fight scenes in the newest season as well because it is a really action-heavy one. Mm. 
some of the best animated fight scenes I've seen in a long time. Right. So big credit to the um, uh, studio for doing that. That's cool. I saw like a yeah. live action version. Uh, Guy De Silva did it. He's like a dude that worked on Black Panther. And he's like a stunt mm-hmm. man. He was on Corridor Crew. And then they showed like his live action version of a My Hero Academia fight. And I was like, okay, if this is the power set, then I need to watch yeah. the full show. Yeah. Um, but I haven't got there yet. And um, my what's... final one, I guess, yes. would probably be uh, um, Afro Samurai. I think oh, that that's it's, uh, as a series. Uh, uh, the I can't think of anything more entertaining. Mm. It's just action, 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 crazy good visuals. Samuel L. Jackson's in there as well. <laughs> it's and a really interesting um, and simplistic storyline. I've right. got the number one headband. I am the best warrior in the world. <laughs> you can only kill me if you have the number two headband. Everyone okay, fights okay. for the number two headband. That's it. That's it. That's the simple story. And I love it. It's just so good. That's cool. I remember I was doing a shout out as well because you mentioned uh, Samurai made me think of anime, like anime Samurais. Yeah. I thought of um, the Star Wars Vision stuff is actually quite good. Oh, yeah, um, man. It's like a little spin-off, like, like sort of vignette story stuff. I think it's the first episode of that. It's like a black and white um, Samurai story. Like that's really well done, like through mm-hmm. the lens of uh, Star Wars. Um, what is your next question, sir? Oh, Oh, sorry the next question i just got started thinking of other animes that i really liked and i was thinking of um samurai champloo i was thinking of uh, cowboy bebop and oh, bebop's a shout as well i should have mentioned that there's one other one. Oh yeah a space dandy absolutely okay. hilarious um so i had my next question though mm-hmm. is from big dogs loan or big dog sloan <laughs> saying what is a childhood game you loved that you've replayed and realized that it was absolutely terrible oh god um i feel like i had that with something on ps1 it would oh, it's got to be ps1 hasn't it because it's when you yeah. go back to the graphics and you're like okay i know i think it's nearly always something where you go back to something that was like fun and carefree and actiony at the time and then you go back to it now and it's like oh my god this script has aged quite a lot i actually kind of had it a little bit with gears of war i know it's not ps1 oh really um but i just i went back to gears and it's not that i don't love gears but i definitely loved it more in 2006 i felt like it was more of like a more of a breakthrough thing back then and yeah. a lot of the, the dialogue and how sort of like gruff everything was it's a I was bit like, cringy isn't it I thought it was more mature than it was not that there's not mature themes in there um, but I, it, I had a similar thing because um, I was listening to the Callisto Protocol podcast there's like a prequel podcast um, oh really that oh well, that's the cool game because I was like I'm all in on Callisto so I was like I want to listen to the podcast I want to like um, you know get ready for it and everything mm-hmm. and a lot of the dialogue in that podcast um, the prequel was just so heavy handed was just so like we need to kill all this stuff and all that haul ass we need to do this oh, and I was like no okay and I was like yep this is so 2000s and I get what you're going for it's like a whole style um, but at the same time there's something about when you replay like those games from the 2000s where you sort of notice like oh my god this really was of a time not necessarily yeah. in a negative way um, but it's like yeah something like Gears I'm trying to think of stuff from like PS2 or PS1 era but I definitely it's, notice all that stuff thing is is that like when I go back to games like Jack 2 um, oh, I think in my oh, mind that's, that's I think perfect, I, yeah. I think that it's like much better than it was but I've been spoiled by open mm. world sandbox titles and dystopian futures from recent games that I go back to it and I'm like yeah this is kind of tame it's mm. really tame but at the time that's... amazing but you can't appreciate it in the same lens now really. that thing though that whole sort of rush that there was after like gta 3 to sort of make everyone more like gruff and and like mm-hmm. uh, you know against the grain and whatever and even jack like you know, became like a voice protagonist in jack 2 but he has a little i'm gonna kill him that was like his I'm first line praxis and it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah that stuff which you know when you're like a teenager it's incredible because you're like oh my god it's like so and it was of the zeitgeist at the time it was like everyone's sequel character was doing that Prince of Persia Warrior Within is a massive one. In fact, I think that's yeah. what I'm thinking of because 
Ed Ball. Oh, when he, when, he, when he gets all like uh, angsty in the sequel. Yeah, and Godsmack was oh, on the soundtrack, man. which like, you know, 14-year-old me was absolutely loving that. But when you go back to Warrior Within now, it's so cringy. <laughs> it's yeah. so just, I'm going to kill everyone. I'm just like, oh yeah, sure, just angst the game. And I love that stuff. Like, I'm a big metalhead. Obviously, we both are. There's, yep. a, there's totally a side of like metal that is just big and dumb and fun. And that's great. <laughs> Um, but there was very, it was very self-serious back in the early 2000s or the, the mid-2000s in a way you know, that's just funny now. Do you know what was quite funny is that mm. because of um, a recent video, I had to go back and check some footage for a siphon filter. Because um, oh, cool. there, there was like a rumor that was going around that if you keep the taser going on somebody, not only did they set on fire, yes. but they never stop screaming, which is a really <laughs> harrowing moment for a man who's supposed to be fighting for justice. Yeah, so, so yeah, I went back and watched that. And when I was going back through the gameplay of it, I was like... Oh, this is hmm. <laughs> okay. I I remember I never, this I being. Never get I, re- siphon filter. I remember this game being a lot different. I remember right. it being like uh, I I picked up a copy of like the official PlayStation magazine, mm-hmm. and it had like nine out of ten. Gabe on the front. I was like, this game is the best. I love this <laughs> game. Played the demo religiously. Got it when it came out. Completed mm-hmm. it multiple times over. But then when I was just going back to it, I was just like, wow, this had it's the movement, nothing yeah. the, the taser was pretty much the only unique thing that that game <laughs> did i was like what okay you know, like there was that like the because it's like the diehard trilogy game like anything where the camera was over shoulder before gears of war nailed the cover mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. like a th- the idea of a third person shooter just didn't really exist like resident evil 4 was a whole massive step so was gears but anything before then was like just revolutionary because it yeah. existed like uh, operation Winback is like that, yeah. I mean, that, that's still kind of fun now but it's very like ro- it's very robotic in terms yeah. of like, take cover here shoot this way um but stuff like that like w- it was like a huge deal at the time did like, um, how little was going on did, did you ever play a uh, hogs of war mate? oh dude i love I, well i used to love hogs of war. <laughs> right, right i imagine it's aged horribly <laughs> yeah it's so bad <laughs> because the fact that i i still think that the gameplay holds up today right. i think that it's absolutely hilarious what i find less hilarious is the, is the rick mail uh <laughs> impressions of other nations that yes. is so dicey that you can't even uh like it's bad it's, I think it's real bad when you go back to something like that and you realize because there's obviously there's loads of conversations that happen all the time of like oh have we gotten softer as a people have we changed as a people can we handle all sorts of different topics that we could we could handle before and then you go back to something like that and it's like oh my god no like this was never something that we should have been okay with <laughs> it's, it's very very much a thing of like even if people are going oh we've gotten air quotes softer you're like mm. no no that's okay to be soft about because it's, you I mean, are literally pointing and laughing at another nationality that's yeah. not okay or yeah. doing your best sort of like overly caricaturish version of that accent Oh, rather than bad. getting someone in to do it or whatever. Could you, could you imagine him just doing the takes and he's like, you know what, I reckon I can do another take. Let's <laughs> dial it up even more. And they're just like shaking their heads like, no, we've got no, it, we've got it. It's that's, that's a game that's really, it's a really, if you want to just know how far we've come, uh, go that's check the out That's the milestone, there it is. <laughs> that's, the, that's a good point in human history. Um, my next question down is from Jared Lieberman, uh, sorry, Liebergen, who says with the Game Awards coming up, is there any award in past years that was given to one game that you think should have been given to something else? E.g. my controversial pick is the Bloodborne should have been game of the year for 2015 um this this entire uh period that we've just had now mm. stray won that and like yes you know, no, like thing is it's like sh- should stray have won that award 
it's a game that has a cat and it tells an emotional story <laughs> of a cat. You're appealing to the internet rather than a sensibility. And if you, love, like if you love that game, absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. But objectively, look at that game. Look at the animations. Look at the way it plays. Look at the puzzles and ask yourself, is this really pushing the boundaries well, of I mean, anything other than just you are cat lol? The thing is, like, we're still waiting on the game. Like, the Game Awards will be next week, I think, whatever the 8th is. So we'll see what still... That'd be hilarious if that actually wins and beats, like, Horizon and God of War and stuff. Yeah. Um, I imagine it won't. It did win the Golden Joysticks one, but that's crowd-voted. Yeah. So you've already got yourselves to blame in that regard. But yeah, still... but this is, what I'm th- this is what I'm thinking. It's just in terms of award shows, that's mm. the one that sticks in my mind most I'm out recently. That as well. In terms of, like, actual game, uh, the Game Awards stuff, though, I, I can't remember what's <coughs> one that I got annoyed about, mm. but I'm sure that there has been. For me, it's, like, it's always things like Titanfall 2. Like, I feel like that should have been held up a hell of a lot more than, um, you know, the Call of Duties, the Battlefields, or whatever. And it's not like Titanfall didn't get its due, but that, mm-hmm. it, it, that easily could have been Game of the Year 2016. I would take that over and Overwatch. Um, I forget what the Game Awards gave Game of the Year to in 2016, but it wouldn't have been Titanfall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's things like that. I think there's, like, there's, you know, games that just go on to become cult classics or just are clearly better than whatever, you know, succeeded in the year. Although I do think the Game Awards, for the most part, get it right. I was glad they gave it to The Witcher in 2015. It's interesting as well when you look at the sort of games that have been released recently and mm. how few of them probably won't get their day in the sun at uh, events like the mm. Game Awards. Um, well, I mean, that's not getting nominated for anything. Um, no, and you've got like uh, Neon White, you've got Signalis as well, like lots of games that have reviewed incredibly well, but probably because they don't <coughs> hit that sort of, let's just let's just call it what it is, mm. Oscar-esque. It's that the, general the, the, association the, that a game has to look beautiful for it to be recommended for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Look beautiful and have a very deep and engaging storyline. Yes. Uh, there's very few that don't have those two overlapping at some point, mm-hmm. which is a real shame because, I mean, do you think that Sifu's going to get a nod? Sifu was up for best action game, I think. And okay. Best something, Do you think else? it'll win? Because I actually no, genuinely think no. that if you if you look at the action games that have come out this year, mm. that is the best action game. I would surely, say so. Surely. Like, most pure. I guess it's like, I've not like, played Callisto yet. Apparently that game has like some insane combat mm. model to it. But okay. still, yeah, Sifu I absolutely adore. Like, I mean, I think that that's just so tight. It's so mm. like mechanically rewarding. Yeah, I would love Sifu to get something. Um, I just don't know what, what category you put it in where it's like the front runner because for the Game Awards it's in the best fighting game category which it's not a fighting uh, game no that's like, that's almost skewed it against it hasn't it yeah, because exactly. you can have people that are just going no no it's objectively <coughs> going to be X this X that like mm-hmm. it's, uh, that's, a, that's a real shame speaking of uh, yes. genres pitching and video games in general yes. we have my final question of the day mm-hmm. from the Josh Hutley's uh, or the Josh, the Josh Shutleys? It's rolled together, mate. You tell me what it is. Or the Joe Shutley. Let's just say Joe Shutley instead. <laughs> Saying, um, hope you're well, legends. What Hi. would be your pitch for the best Christmas game? Oh, God. Something that capitalizes on the food side of it. Um, Whoa, okay, playing, that's not where um, I thought you were going to go. Well, I, I, the thing is, as I've gotten older, I don't care as much about presents. Like, I just don't care yeah. as much about the, anything to do with the material side of it. It's not that they can't be massively rewarding. And I do love getting a new console at Christmas. That's Ooh. that's a unique feeling. Okay. Um, but I find that, find that as I get older, the parts of Christmas that I love are the family, the friends, and the food, um, getting, combining any of those three things. And so I just love all the different Christmas menus that come on from different like, yep. like local places or chains or whatever. And um, I would do something 
that steers into that. And I would just, I would take because I've been playing Arcade Paradise recently, which is a really cool okay. game yeah, yeah, yeah. about managing a laundromat and turning it into an arcade and like 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 doing the minutiae of looking after it. Mm-hmm. I would love some sort of Christmas themed restaurant game, I guess, where you're learning That'd different cool. recipes, um, learning how to prepare different things with like with a nice and make Christmas lo-fi music in the background or something. Oh, so you wouldn't make that it would like cool. Overcooked then, where you have the stress of trying no, to get no, stuff together. Like you go a, for the super relaxing party vibes. Yes, right? I would almost take the sandwich tech from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet where you're sort of like <laughs> stacking ingredients <laughs> and then you spike it with one of those little picks to hold yeah. the sandwich together. Yeah. Um, you know, mix with lo-fi in the background, nice little bit of uh, Christmas dishes and stuff and you're just in a nice little cafe serving people. It's all warm and cozy with lights everywhere. Okay. I would take that. I'll tell you what, mate. I'll I'll buy that idea mm. if only I can add in some slightly chaotic mini games to Change it just it. a little bit just a little bit so for example <laughs> uh, when the food is ready you've got to slide it down the counter you know like in the classic <laughs> western films where you slide the beer along so or you've got to Bishy do like Bashi a pitching special. thing we just go like yeah I would t- I was just saying Bishibashi special when you have to throw the wife oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah from the bridal the thing of it right <laughs> yeah and launch it down the uh, down the church. Okay, that's good. I I like your Christmas game there. Do you have a name for it? Um, cozy Christmas. Oh, that's good. I'm gonna go completely the opposite, mm-hmm. and I reckon that I'm gonna come up with a first person shooter. Okay. That is gonna be called Naughty or Nice. Very good. It's going to be obviously Christmas based. You're going to be elves <laughs> shooting it out in the Santa's workshop, mm-hmm. and the guns and weapons that you get from it come from present boxes that are, are scattered around the map. Okay. And so the naughty or nice mechanic comes in. Okay, think about this, Jules. Where are we going with this? <laughs> if you're in the top spot, that's your morale, or, or above, or above fifty percent of the player base, and you're in the top uh, bracket, uh-huh. you are on the nice scale, okay. and your guns are weaker. They get right, weaker okay. the, the higher up the chain you go. So the better you are at the game, the weaker your guns are, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're naughty at the bottom, your guns inversely do tons of damage, but it obviously skyrockets you up the leaderboard as a result because you'll be killing more stuff. Mm-hmm. So at the end, it's just a chaotic free-for-all with randomized weapons in all of the present boxes. You can't reload. you just got to grab a new present, open it up, and use whatever you got. Mm-hmm. That's my pitch. That's but my all, pitch. all the naughty people, they're not in the spirit of Christmas. It's like you can you can dominate that leaderboard, but you're, you're not really fulfilling the niceness. You're going to be giving presents. <laughs> That is true. That is true. Maybe the... That's the real mm. comment, though. Can you sacrifice video game dumb to top oh, the leaderboard? And, I don't, and I don't nice, know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. you got to like just like uh, end the end game on that. Maybe, maybe it's got to be the inverse then. Maybe you're naughty if you're at the top bracket and then you're <laughs> nice at the bottom because you're not killing stuff. There you go. That, that, just flip, if, if you flip it around, that game makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. As long as you're doing something that contributes to the, the vibe of Christmas. And if you are in the top spot and you do not show any signs of leaving that top spot because you're mm. that good all the boxes will give you a single piece of coal, which will only do one point of damage against the person that you're throwing it against. There we go. That's my game. I was thinking of like a first-person Christmas shooter where you were like firing baubles and different decoration and oh, tinsel and stuff at like an army of Christmas trees. And you're sort of like, they have to Decorating be... Decorating them. They have to be decorated in different <laughs> yeah. ways for you to finish them off. And it's like... You can call like that Deck the Halls. Them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that would work really well. And like, maybe you're firing out like a constant stream of tinsel, and you've got to run around them to like. Oh, like, that's good. Oh, like the um, uh, when you're uh, the Skywalker with the snow speeder, you're tripping yes, up the uh, the giant walkers. <laughs> yeah, like a giant Christmas tree, and you've got to like bound them all in tinsel. Like, yeah, that would uh, that would work. So that is three Christmas games that we've given to you right there for free. So I tell you what, if you I'm like any of these, uh, Joe or Josh, um, let us know. And anyone else who's listening to this as well, if we've got any artists out there, draw us what you think the box art would be for <laughs> those games, because I'd love to see them and send them Someday. over to us on the socials. Yeah, I mean, I've got, there's a, there's a really nice, um, not, we're not sponsored by Spotify, but a nice um, Spotify lo-fi Christmas playlist that I just keep putting on, Maybe mainly because my brain is half dead, but it's nice. <laughs> 
And so I think that kind of music in the background, if anyone would ever do that, like that feels like something that's a dead sit, like a lo-fi yeah. cafe game. That feels like something that could exist. Perfect. Um, but yes, going to wrap this podcast because I sound horrible. Oh, but a massive you, thank man. you to everybody for sending in their various questions and talking points and everything else. Um, next week we'll do, do you want to do the split thing again? We'll do Twitter and Instagram. Do you know what, mate? I'm enjoying the fact that I get to ask you surprise questions yes. as well and I love to be able to help with this. So uh, yes, let's keep this Instagram train cool. rolling. So send your questions to me when I put out my, uh, I guess they're called reels, aren't they? Um, sure. Stories on Instagram. Every Thursday it will be, I'll try and do it around midday to bring in mm. some sort of normal to the time scott will do the same on twitter and we'll yes. bounce back and forth between the two and make sure that we cover both bases yes we'll still find you guys like just you can just keep in touch with us like obviously there's the standard twitter thing we've done for over a year now and then we'll mm-hmm. add on the instagram stuff so whoever you find whether it's me or jules we'll, we'll hoover up all the questions from there um for now though this has been the untitled partner podcast the ubp the ubp the ubp but i have one more thing to say yes and that is that if you my friends are looking for a nice little gift for yourself your spouse your significant other or just a, fr- <laughs> a family member who you think has a terrible taste in cups then go over to the what culture wrestling merchandise <laughs> area for some reason and search for our ubp mugs because yes. you can support the channel we don't get a cut of it but you can support the channel <laughs> and you can also uh make sure that you drink out of scott or i's faces and that yes be lovely, it? please do this holiday season uh, for now this has been the title band of podcast thank you very much and we'll catch you next week bye everyone bye Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.